Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Continuing this series, trying uh, uh, giving responses, not necessarily answers, but responses to questions this congregation has raised up. And many of you asked, uh, Tom, can you talk some about prayer? And so today and again next Sunday, I want to offer some reflections about prayer. And to uh, shape that conversation today, I'll be reading from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As we come to these words, first join me in a moment of prayer. Oh God, our help in ages past and our hope for years to come, it is your word that is our help, our hope, and our home. So we ask, O oh God, that as we gather once again around these familiar words of ancient time, that your spirit would breathe them to life in us. We're here, O oh God. We're listening. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Luke 11, verses 1 through 4. Listen for God's word for us. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished... One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. So the question was asked a number of ways, and one I remember clearly, someone just said, Tom, does prayer work? That's a hard question to answer. But if you have ever prayed about something that matters to you, you know it is an unavoidable question, isn't it? Sometimes we wonder, what are we supposed to pray for? Do I pray before a test or an important meeting? What do I pray when the doctor says there's nothing more we can do? What do I pray about relationships that are great or relationships that are struggling relationships I yearn to have. And when I pray, is there anybody in it with me, or am I in this by myself? All these questions make prayer a playground for doubt. For something that is so common, prayer is mysterious. I, I know a lot of people who pray. I know very few people who profess to be good at it. Sometimes when we pray, we feel a bit like Whoopi Goldberg in that old movie, Sister Act, uh, she was 
She was a lounge singer, if I remember correctly, and she was placed in witness protection in a convent. And on her first day in the nunnery, this non-sister sister was asked to offer the prayer at mealtime. It, it went like this. Yes, Mary Patrick. Reverend Mother, on behalf of all the sisters here at St. Catherine's, I'd like to offer a great big hi there and hello to Sister Mary Clarence. Mm -hmm. Hi. And as part of the welcome, I thought that maybe our new sister could offer today's blessing. Well, that is very thoughtful of you, Mary Patrick, but I really... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. Uh, sure. Right. Uh, bless us, O oh Lord, for these thy gifts which we're about to receive. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of no food, I will fear no hunger. We want you to give us this day our daily bread and to the Republic for which it stands. And by the power invested in me, I pronounce us ready to eat. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Well, you're probably better than that. But if you've ever wanted to know how to pray, you're not alone. The disciples had the same concern. They asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, say this, our Father who art in heaven. He doesn't give them a theory of prayer. He doesn't give them a theological justification. He gives them a prayer to pray. As if to say, if you want to know how to pray, then pray. <laughs> I'm helped in paying attention to how Jesus prayed. He prayed in the temple. He prayed on the mountaintop. He prayed with the children. He prayed to himself. He prayed in the synagogue. He prayed from the cross. He prayed at mealtime. The story is he took bread and he broke it. But first, he blessed it. He gave thanks. It's possible he prayed the same prayer every time at mealtime. There's a Jewish prayer for the table. It's, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. My grandfather, he offered the same prayer at mealtime, every meal. We thank thee for the bounty of this table and for all our many blessings. My friend Ted Wardlaw, he often offers this prayer, back of the loaf, the snowy flower, back of the flower, the mill, back of the mill, the wind and the shower, the wind, the sun, and the Creator's will. I've studied in two seminaries, but I learned more about prayer from a layperson named Charlie Benson. Uh, while I was in seminary back in the Middle Ages, I did an internship in the mountains of Western Virginia. My first week there, the pastor, Steve, asked me to go visit Charlie in the hospital. I had never made a hospital visit before I arrived. I was more than nervous. and the bad art screwed to the walls and all the beeping sounds were a little unsettling. 
As I looked in the bed, I saw an older woman who had outlived her eyesight and most of her teeth. I clearly was in the wrong room. I said, I'm sorry, I was looking for Charlie. She said, well, you found her. Would have helped if Steve had told me that Charlie was a woman. She, I said, uh, Charlie, I'm Tom, the new guy at the church. She said, oh, good, I've been wanting to visit with you. You have, I thought. She was sick. She said it was a weak heart. As we visited, she told me of what it was like to live in those mountains. She sprinkled her conversation with citations from Scripture, revealing that she had memorized more than I think I had read at the time. As I got up to leave, she said, Tom, pray for me. I said, yes, ma'am, I will. She furrowed her brow and said, now would be good. <laughs> I didn't know Sister Act at the time, but I worried my prayer would be something like what you just heard. She was dying. What was I supposed to pray? No wonder the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, the best way to learn to pray is to pray. Just say this, our Father who art in heaven. Our, our family took a trip to New York, and we were walking through Central Park. If you've been there, you know that Central Park is part park and part athletic gym, part flea market, part circus. Uh, there I watched a dad, he was teaching his son to ride a bike. You know how that goes. Dad would run along beside his son on the bike with his hand on the, on the back of the seat, and he, dad's running and son's pedaling, and they go along until dad can't keep up and lets go, and the kid's doing great until he notices that dad's falling behind and crash. They do it again and again uh, until until finally that fragile balance is gained and there's nothing left for dad to do but to clap and say, keep pedaling, keep pedaling. You're doing great. You're doing great. I, I think these daily prayers like that are the hands on the bike seat helping us find our balance. We all have them. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Do you know that prayer? Or how about this one? God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Do you know that one? Little prayers we memorize and sprinkle through our lives are like hands on the bike helping us find our balance. I think the Lord's Prayer is much the same. Let me make just a couple observations of the about the prayer as we say it today. It begins, Our Father. Father's a good word for God. In some places, Jesus kind of doubles down and uses the word Abba, which is more like Daddy. It's not the only word, and thanks to the contributions of feminist theology, we've recognized the limitations of this word. I learned it first when I was in seminary in the aforementioned Middle Ages. I was sitting in a class with Dr. James Mays, who was teaching uh, about the prophets, I think, because he knew some of them. 
And we were reading some verses from Hosea. When Israel was a child, I loved him. It was I who taught Israel to walk. I took them in my arms. I bent down to them and fed them. And then Dr. Mays, in his gravelly voice, he began to talk about God of the text. He said, God leans down to her infant child. She lifts her child. Her child's fingers wrap around God's little pinky, and she takes her child step by step, teaching her to walk, and then God feeds her child. He kept saying, her child. I thought, I thought God was father. Can we talk about God as mother? Is that against the rules? Is, is, that, is, is, that, is that okay? Can we do that? Because God has always been… F- just erased my board. But Dr. Mays was speaking of God as mother because the images in the text are maternal. The importance of the parental metaphor is not gender. God is not a boy. It's not a statement of gender. It's a statement of relationship. It's a statement of belonging. And I know this language, like all of our language, is inadequate. Father, mother, even creator. The language is too small. It crumbles under the weight of the full truth to which they point. But Jesus says prayer begins by recognizing you belong to the one to whom you're praying. You're claimed like a parent claims her own child. Our father, our mother, prayer begins by recognizing we belong. Some of the ancient manuscripts add the word our father. Prayer also begins by recognizing we belong to one another. We're not in it by ourselves. The first and maybe the greatest gift of prayer is to recognize that no matter what, you're not alone. You belong. But Hugh Allen Cole has said, the one to whom we belong does not belong to us. Our father, our mother is in heaven, as the prayer says. Uh, George Buttrick was in the 50s, a preacher at Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York, the church that Jenny McDevitt served for a while. He then became a seminary professor. Buttrick noticed that heaven brackets the next few lines of the prayer as we say it, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Buttrick says, as it is in heaven could apply to each of those phrases. Hallowed be thy name on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The central teaching of the prayer is that our focus should be on the ways of God, not on our own ways. And and that's not often our inclination in prayer because our focus tends to be on our thoughts and our desires and our ways. And that is good and right to lift that up but it's good and right to move beyond that and to seek God's thoughts and ways and desires. The gift of prayer is the gift of a greater perspective, a greater view, a loftier way, thy way, thy will, thy life. 
And then the prayer ends, as Jesus teaches it, with pleas that we would be our best self. Lead us not into temptation or a time of testing and deliver us from evil. Help us be the people you've created us to be. This prayer is no silver bullet, but it is like a holy hand on the back of the bicycle seat. We pray it until we find our balance and know what else we want to to say. Do you have prayers like that? Do you have prayers that you say at mealtime? If you don't, try it this week. Just try it. Do you begin your day with a prayer? If you don't, try it. It may be the same words every morning. Just express whatever it is you would say to remind yourself that you belong. We remember that we belong. The other realities of life have less weight. I learned this from Charlie. The doctors, doctors told her she had a weak heart. I only knew her for a few weeks, but my testimony is that was far from the truth. Still, she died that summer of my seminary internship. She was the first person for whom I participated in a funeral. A few weeks before we gathered to say those prayers, she said, Tom, now would be a good time. I said, Miss Charlie, I don't know what to pray. She said, that's all right, son. Sit down here in this prayer for, in this chair for a few minutes. Let's just not say anything for a little while. Just remind yourself that amidst all the tubes and beeping machines and the fading sunlight, God has been here from the very beginning, listening to everything we've had to say, and God is here still. And when you've remembered that God is right here, then just say whatever you want to say. When you do, it'll be fine, and it'll be a help to me. If you want to learn to pray, then pray, and don't make it hard. Just say, God is great. God is good. Let us thank God for our food. When you wish to pray, don't make it hard. Just pray, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. It'll help you find your balance to keep going. Say whatever words you wish that remind you that you are not alone. Pray, our Father who art in heaven. Just say that, and when you do, it'll be fine, and it'll be a help. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.